bit of a treat for you this morning. Uh, I am going to step aside, and uh, my dear wife, she is going to share with you today uh, the word of the Lord. Amen? And uh, this is uh, wonderful because obviously I, I can brag a whole lot about my wife because she's my wife. And, um, and there's so many things that she do. Uh, she is a faithful mom at home. She manages to, to try to raise uh, four kids, and she go to work. She keeps up the house. Uh, she, she's been working children's ministry for years. Uh, for those who don't know, every Wednesday she is here faithfully. And, you know, sometimes not all the kids show up. My wife is always there. She's been doing this for years. She served tirelessly in the church. She follows me. And, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and every now and then she'll, she'll say things like, I didn't, I didn't sign up for all this. I didn't realize it when I married you that I was signing up for all this. Uh, but, you know, my wife has stuck in there and hung in there like a trooper. Uh, she served distinctively at home in the community. She is a very faithful wife, a very loving mother, and she have a life. She's living a life that, uh, that she can draw from to share with you this morning. So I'm confident that everything that she's going to share with you this morning are things that she actually does uh, in her own life, and we've seen it here at our own home. And so without further ado, uh, come on, stand to your feet and welcome our first lady as she comes to deliver the word for us this morning. Is that on? Testing? Okay. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here, to uh, be up here. I'm always here, but up here at the pulpit to minister to our mothers. Um, the sermon today really is going to be for our children. Uh, usually the sermon is for the mothers, but today it's for the children, okay? Just a little twist on it. But uh, let's open up with the word of prayer first. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. What an awesome privilege, Father, to be here in your house today on this beautiful day, this Mother's Day of 2014, Lord. Mothers are beautiful vessels created by you, Father God, for you knew, Lord, that you could not be, Father God, everywhere, every place, Father God, physically. So you put mothers here, Lord, to watch over those little ones, Father God, that you, so, uh, so that you gave us to raise, Lord. We find it a privilege, Father God, to be called a mother, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for giving us that gift, that wonderful gift, Father God, of raising up godly seed for your kingdom, Father. We thank you. We praise you. And we just give you all the honor today. And we pray this word will go forth, Father God, that will touch the hearts of all who are here, the ears will be open, hearts to receive, minds to understand. Bless this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I get started, I have a video that I would like everyone to look at before I start. Amen.
behold your mother. Jesus! Jesus! Where were you? I was looking everywhere for you. Why did you leave? You were looking for me? Yes, for three days. Surely you know I'm here, in my father's house. I'm just glad you're safe. everyone could open up to John 19 verses 26 to 27 when you get there say amen amen Amen. okay when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved he said unto his mother woman behold your son then saith he to the disciple behold your mother and from that hour that disciple took her into his own home. As you saw in the video, it displayed the joy and the heartache that mothers can go through. The joy of hearing your baby cry for the first time. We can all remember that time. The joy of putting that baby in your arms and cradling that baby close to your chest for the first time. But the flip side of it, as you just saw in the video, is the heartache that a mother can feel when your child is suffering you don't have any control over it, you can't stop it. Other than losing a child, that has to be one of the hardest things that a mom can go through. But one thing that I found in, that, in the scripture is that by Jesus hung on the cross with all the sins and the weight of the world on his shoulder, he still had concern for his mother's welfare. He wanted provisions for her care to be made. So the question I pose to mostly our children today, old, young, whatever age you are, are you treating your mom with that same kind of love and that that same kind of respect as you saw Jesus do? I'm gonna go through seven ways on how to love your mother. And that's the title of our sermon today, How to Love Your Mother. And a lot of you guys may say, well, I've heard this before, I know this. Yeah, you've probably heard it before and you know it, but are you doing it? Are you actively doing it? Hearing it and doing it is two different things. So the first one I want to go through is, you should love your mother verbally. So you say, Sister Peggy, what do you mean loving your mother verbally? I talk to my mom all the time. But do you always tell her how much you love her, how much you appreciate her? If you turn to Proverbs 16, 24, the Bible has a lot to say about the words from my mouth. If everybody could turn there, Proverbs 16, verses 24. When you get there, say amen. 
Proverbs 16, 24 says, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. The right word said at the right time can change somebody's life. There is power in the words as said in Proverbs 18, 21. There is power in the tongue, the words that we speak. We should express our admirations for our mother's good qualities at all times if possible. You say, well, my mom doesn't live with me. She's far away. That doesn't matter. Pick up that phone. Call your mom. Tell her, I love you, mom. If your mom's a good listener, tell her. Mom, you're such a good listener. If your mom's a good cook, tell her. Mom, I, you are such an awesome cook. You would never know how much that could change your mother's day. Because someday, you're not going to be able to speak those words to her. Amen? Some of you may be in a disagreement with your mom, but we should still respect and confront, confront our mom in a gentle and respectful way. We should, never be, we should always be civil and kind when dealing with our mothers. Amen? Always respectful. There may be a situation where the relationship is straining and there's some type of, uh, you don't get along with your mom and you haven't spoken to her in years. There's a lot of relationships like that. Jesus has something to say about healing relationships between mother and, ch and child. If you go to Malachi 4.6, everybody could turn to Malachi 4.6. In Malachi 4.6, it says, he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Jesus desires to bring healing where relationships have been stained by bitterness, abuse, anger, whatever it is that's keeping you from having that right relationship with your mother, Jesus wants it to be healed. Amen? Amen. There should not be a relationship between a child and a parent that's so strained that you can't talk to your mom. That is very sad. So Jesus wants that relationship to be healed. Let Jesus work in you and through you to heal that relationship today. Amen? Amen. The second way to love your mother is affectionately. What do you mean by affection? Show your mom affection. Well, you may say, well, I'm not a hugger. I'm not wired that way. Your mother probably wasn't wired that way either. But when she had you, that changed her whole world. You got to think about it. Who ran to you when you fell down and took you in their arms and told you it's going to be okay? Who do you think came into your room? You're crying at night because you're scared of the doc. Your mom took you and embraced you. Think about the times that you probably wasn't feeling well. You had fever. Your mom held you all night. We have to reciprocate that same affection, or we should reciprocate that same affection towards our mom. It's a known fact that healing, that touching brings healing to the body. The body, it says in science that the body lets go stress hormones called cortisol. When the body is touched, those hormones are released and it lowers the blood pressure and it also increases your immune function. So there's healing and touch. Amen? And that's clearly seen throughout God's word. In Matthew 20, 34, Jesus healed constantly through touch. 
So there's a healing power through just touching. So if you haven't hugged your mother in a while, hug her today if she's nearby. Give her the hug, give her the kiss. Try it and see how you can change the way your mother feels. You could just make her day by just hugging her, amen? The third way I want to talk about is how to love your mother is patiently. Patiently. Having patience. God knows mom. We as mothers. We as mothers have a lot of patience with our children. Amen? You don't understand. My mom's driving me crazy. You just don't understand. But let me tell you, kids, raising kids is no piece of cake. It's, it's a very hard, demanding, and sometimes stressful ministry. But there's no other person who merits our tolerance and understanding as mothers do. Amen? We're not perfect by any means. We all make mistakes as mothers. But we must remember that motherhood is sometimes a learn-as-you-go experience. There's no book written that's going to give you every detail on how to be a mother. But sometimes we look at our mothers and we think, oh, she doesn't do this for me, she doesn't do that. We complain, but you gotta remember, we labor under some very difficult situations sometimes as mothers. You have working mothers who not only have to take care of the children, but they have to work, come home, take care of the house, cook. You have single mothers who carries the burden of being the father and the mother in the home. You have mothers who are sick, who are physically unable to do everything that they should for their child. We as mothers try the best we can. So we have to be patient with our mothers. Instead of complaining about what your mother's not doing for you, pray for her. James 5.16 says the effectual, the, fervent, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Pray for your mother instead of complaining. When she's getting on your nerves, fall on your knees and you pray for her. Amen? Don't get on the phone and call your friends and tell her how bad your mother is. Pray for your mother because prayer changes things. Amen? Amen. Number four, gratefully. Love your mother gratefully. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5.18 and see what that says about loving your mother gratefully. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God unto Christ Jesus. Regardless of the circumstances or how your mom raised you, she probably did as best as she could. Because you don't know the cases in which your mother was raised. Sometimes they come out of a difficult background and they do all that they know how to do. Amen? Now, I'm not talking about a parent who probably maybe abused their children, left them abandoned. There's no excuse to ever harm a child. But I'm talking about a parent who's really trying their best to raise their child in the best way they know how. Amen? So I want to express to you that be grateful for your mother. Be grateful for what she's doing. Be grateful for what she's done. The nights that she spent taking you here, there, the nights you spent staying up with you while you were sick, the many nights you 
spent shedding tears because she didn't know what's going to be the outcome. Amen? So be grateful for your mothers. I'm talking about mothers, stepmothers, grandmothers, or someone who's adopted someone as their own. Amen? Amen. Also, number five, another way to love your mother is generously. In Luke 6.38, it says, Give, and it shall be given back to you. Press down, shaking together, and run it over. You may say, well, Peggy, I don't have much myself. What can I give my mom? It's not always have to be monetarily. You give your mom your time. Give your mom a listening ear. Sometimes your mom just wants to hear your voice. But if you do have means to bless her financially, you should do that. The Bible says if you have it in your means to bless somebody and you don't, it's sin. Amen. Amen? Think about how much your mom has given you. <laughs> she carried you for nine months or more. Um, <laughs> she's taking care, of, taking care of you. Now, legally, at the age of 18, we really don't have to. But you think about it. 18 years and plus, we're still taking care of our children. Your mom doesn't really have to do that. She provided you with the transportation. She picked you up. She dropped you off. The countless meals she's made for you. There's just some things that your mom has done. I cannot name all the things that mothers do day in and day out. I, you cannot count them on your fingers. But I guess you're saying, so you're looking for payback, huh, mom? Not necessarily. We do all that stuff because we love you. It's our pleasure to take care of our children. But I'm just saying, if you have an opportunity to bless your mother, bless her. Show her how much you love her. It says, if we're able to help our parents, we should. It just pleases the Lord to know that you are financially able to help your mom and you're not. Amen? Amen. In 1 Timothy 5, 5.8, it says, this clearly says we should provide for our family. If your mother is in need, you help her. You help her any way you can. Know that, no, now, now I'm not talking about a mother who maybe is strung out on drugs. You're not, you're not called to support their drug habits, their bad habits. I'm not talking about those cases. I'm talking about cases where you know that your mother is in deep financial need. She needs help for just everyday living, you know, and if you are financially able, you want to splurge on your mom, you send her on a vacation. So no, you're not legally responsible to help a mother who's, you know, that's out there doing wrong things, but you are responsible to pray for that mother and to ask God to save her and deliver her from those habits. Amen? Um, also, uh, the, which one am I on? Am I on number six? Okay. Um, how to love your mother? Forgivenly. Forgivenly. There's never a legitimate reason to hold a grudge against anyone, especially your mother. But for Christ said he has forgiven you, so we should forgive others. Amen? Let's see what Ephesians 4.32 says about being forgiven. Everybody turn to Ephesians 4.32, please.
Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as who? Christ, Christ forgave you. Amen. You are obligated to forgive. You should not walk around holding a grudge, especially against your mother. Um, many times both, many times you, you have anger over past hurts. Maybe you were abused as a child. Maybe your mother said some bad words to you and those words still come back to haunt you. But you always got to go back to what God says. Think about all the things that God has forgiven you for. I'm not saying it's easy, but God says the forgiveness is not for her, it's for you. You let go of those past hurts because that's not going to help you now, is it? They said hurting people hurt people. We don't want to pass that down to our children. We want to break that, that right there. We want to stop it. We don't want that hurt to go on from generations. I know families, the hurt goes on and on, and it's a never-ending cycle because no one decided in their heart they wanted to forgive. Don't let that be what you leave for your children. Don't let that be your legacy, a legacy of hurt and unforgiveness. That's not a legacy I want to leave for my children. I want to leave a, a legacy of forgiveness and happiness for the next generation. Amen? And I'm quite sure your mother, hopefully, is in a situation where she knows what she's did wrong, and she wants to be forgiven. So if you are living in a situation now where you know that your mother and you are not, and you need to go and get that right today. Let go of that burden. Don't carry that burden any longer. Let go of that hurt and unforgiveness. Amen? As godly mothers, we're responsible to raise up godly seed, and we cannot do that holding grudges in our heart. Amen? And number seven, it says love your mom honorably. Um... We are to love our, honor our mother and father. And that's what the Bible says. Ephesians 6, 2 says, honor your mother and father. And that is a commandment. <laughs> that's not an option. And I feel like God really looked at it as an important aspect because he, he found it important enough to put it in the Ten Commandments, to love our mothers and fathers. The Greek word for honor is to reverence her, to to high value to prize. This is what we're supposed to be doing for our mothers. We're supposed to be honoring her. Um, this is the only commandment with, attached with it is a promise. Do you know that? That's the only commandment that a promise is attached to. And that promise is if you honor your mother and father, you have a long life. Amen? Amen? For God to attach that promise to that commandment, it was very important in his eyes that we treat our parents with respect, amen? And the best way we can honor our moms, you said, well, my mom's not here. You honor her with your life, the way you live your life. There's nothing more honoring to a mom to see her ch child live a godly life, to carry on a godly legacy. That's what we should all be shooting for, amen? Nothing honors a mother more than to see the child fully committed to the Lord. Amen? Amen? Everything else is good, 
But if you mess up in that aspect, all the other stuff doesn't matter, does it? No. You want to raise up godly seed. So honor your mother through your lifestyle. Honor your mother through just, just the way you live your life because that's sort of a shadow of what your mother's done for you. Amen? Amen. So the seven things I want to just re re recall is to love your mother verbally, affectionately, patiently, gratefully, generously, forgivingly, and honorably. And today I got a special video that I want to show. Not a video, but a picture of my mom. She's not able to be here today. She's 91 years old. Yes, so I hope I got those genes. <laughs> She's 91 years old. Her name is Katherine Clark. She raised 11 kids. I'm the 11th. She basically raised us on our own. My, mom, my father was a merchant seaman, so he was gone a lot. The joke is that every time he came ashore, she had a baby. So that's the joke. But my mom has outlived three sons and a husband that she was married to for over 50 years. So she's been through a lot of heartache and pain losing three sons. Because so, nobody wants to bury their kids before them, right? No parent wants to do that, but she has. And through all that heartache and pain, she still raised up 11 children. And we're all doing great. No one's on drugs. No one's in the streets. So I commend my mom. I want to give her a hand. I love my mother. Also, there is a um, poem I found that the ushers are going to give the mothers in here, even to the daughters and children that's in here too, ushers. Uh, the poem was touching because sometimes as mothers we feel like we don't always do everything we should do. We feel the guilt. We sometimes feel like we're not perfect. And I want to let you know that no one is perfect. Sometimes our kids think we should be perfect, but no one is perfect. There's only one person that I know is perfect, Amen. and that's the Lord God Almighty. So I want the ushers to pass out those poems, and once everyone gets one, I want everyone to read along with me. If you could pass out one to every mother in here. If everybody could open their poems. Did every child get one in here? Did you get one back there? Did he get one? I'm quite sure. Yeah, I want the children to read it too. Because really it's more coming from a viewpoint of a child, but Pastor, do you want one? And back over in the back there at the sound ministry. If everyone has one, you can open it now. And I'll start reading. Every child wishes for that just, for that just perfect mom. The kind who does everything right and never anything wrong. She must say the right things and be perfectly dressed. 
Keep a clean house and be happy and never depressed. It's her job to make sure her family feels blessed. Each member made happy with echoes caressed. This all sounds very nice. What a lovely world it would be if every mother was perfect, meeting every child's need. But moms are just human and makes mistakes on the way. Lives filled with trials like ours to deal with every day. <clears throat> How can we ask them to be more than they're able when not a single one can wear that perfect mom label? Try to look at your mom from a new point of view. As you grow older and wiser, you'll see her anew. Each mother is different with good points and bad. Praise the fine things. Talk about what makes you ha unhappy or sad. If you pray for your mom, ask God to make your heart glad. For good memories she's given, for good memories she's given, the good times that you've had. Every mother is special, precious, and select. For this very reason, give her honor and respect. Love her like you did when you were so tender and small, because she certainly hasn't stopped loving you through it all. So God bless our dear moms, the ones we came through. And we should forever be saying, Mom, I thank you. I'll turn it back over to the pastor. Come on, give her a hand. Wonderful. Oh.